welcome to episode 26 of the Breakaway Fantasy Football Podcast. This week will be another solo pod from me. A short pod, hopefully, just touching in on what happened in the league. A few headlines, but nothing too significant. We've got to keep it short these days. Chris Rawlins is a father of two now. He can't afford to really be out for an hour and a half, running around North Bristol, listening to podcasts. The man's got to be present. So I aim to keep this under 15 minutes this week, and then we'll see where we get to the rest of the season, whether we can do some extended episodes that maybe the man can break down into some chunks. So uh, let's go ahead. Um, Really weird week in the NFL this week, I thought anyway. Uh, There's a lot of results I didn't see coming, uh, like the Lions losing, um, the Jags throwing one away against the Browns, uh, the Texans losing, and that really weird situation um, in the Kansas City-Buffalo game with Kadarius Tony being clearly offside and nobody in the Chiefs team or the Chiefs fandom seemingly being willing to accept something that seemed very, very obvious. Uh, Tony had the opportunity to check with the line judge, didn't seem to bother to do that. And it's just another sort of mental mistake from a player whose career seems to have been plagued by mental mistakes, despite having all of the physical tools to be an exceptional player. So that was just sort of one weird occurrence as a microcosm of of a weird, weird week. Um, And I think it's just sort of been a bit of an odd season all around. Um, A lot of kind of middling teams uh, and not a lot of kind of excellent play from, from any teams. Other than the Niners, of course, who even they have had some odd spots in this season. So, um, yeah, but then having had a really, really weird week, the results in our league went exactly as you'd expect, uh, as milk toast as you can imagine. And um, we kind of head into this week, which is a bit of a dead week in the league schedule. But we'll come to that shortly. So just a few points I picked out. I've mentioned the Niners already. Their players, their offensive players, their fantasy-relevant players, I should say, um, have been really excellent for several weeks now. Debo, Ayuk, Purdy, CMC and Kittle, all really fantasy-relevant. If you've got them on your roster, you're plugging them in and you're relying on them to to get you points uh, week in, week out. Debo has been exceptional these last few weeks. Um, and I just hope the Niners haven't peaked too early uh, with their performances. Um, but it's it's really, really encouraging to see. Um, also encouraging uh, a, a guy that has got a bunch of talent, but has uh, I don't know if he's not shown it or whether it's the offense he's in. That's Drake London. He had a really, really big day this week. Um, and hopefully it's a sign of uh, more things to come. He, he performed really, really well. He got over 170 yards um, and he, he did really, really great. So um, great to see that. Uh, another player who, again, has got all the physical talent and shows it in flashes at times, but has never been consistent in the way that you would expect him to be. David Njoku, who had a great week this week, emerged uh, as the favourite target for for our boy Flacco. Um, If he can keep that up, then he's going to lead a lot of people to fantasy um, titles because he won't have been a high tight end pick. He's not one of those guys that you're kind of holding on to in Dynasty thinking this guy's going to be the anchor of my uh, of my tight end lineup. But if he's putting up the sort of points that he that he did, then he will do that. Um, also really like Chase Brown uh, for the Bengals. Um, he's looked good the last couple of weeks. He had a great week this week, uh, I think over 100 scrimmage yards. Uh, and he's helping them 
make a make a real push for the playoffs um despite obviously losing Joe Burrow that that team has has outperformed expectations since Burrow went down I don't think they'll creep into the playoffs but you never know that AFC um playoff picture is is pretty messy so uh, you know the next few weeks will be really really interesting to watch and then obviously from a worries perspective um seen some some injuries to key players this week like Justin Jefferson, Josh Jacobs, you know, they're they're worries if you're plugging them into your lineup as you head into the fantasy playoffs. But hopefully both are relatively minor and can come back and, and be a part of their teams this week. Um so just looking at uh, at our league this week and looking at the results, um when I did the podcast last week, uh, the results on Sleeper said one thing. Uh, and then by the time I checked back, having done the podcast a day later, um, the results seemed to have changed. I don't quite know exactly what happened, but Steve went from a win to a loss, um, which meant that his point, his position in the league had changed from third to fourth. It didn't really matter at the end of the day because um, Steve won. Uh, he beat Franco this week and he is now confirmed into the playoffs. Uh, alongside Jack Rawlings, who uh, secures his playoff spot by absolutely demolishing me um, by over 100 points. Um, so I'm glad that my team has finally been put to rest because, uh, like we always say, it's the hope that kills you. Um, so that makes up the playoff positions then. Um, the Ballings duo, top of the league, uh, been really, really good all season long, really, really consistent with their team. Kyle in second place, sort of limping into the playoffs um, off of two losses, but with the most points for all season. Um, a lot of that came in the early parts of the season, but his team is is still pretty, pretty strong. And then obviously Jack and Steve making up the final playoff spots. Uh, exactly what that mix looks like is, is still a little bit up for grabs. Like I said, we've got a dead week this week where the playoffs have been decided, but we've still got a round of matches before the playoffs start. Um which is a bit of a disappointment because a few people in the league are getting together um, on Sunday, and I think they're going to probably be able to get would have been able to get in each other's faces, um, allegedly at Jack Pike's house. But now it's sort of a bit of an irrelevancy, so that's a bit of a shame. But uh, maybe it allows them to focus on the quality football that will no doubt be played, or something like that. Anyway, looking ahead, um, just taking those four teams very briefly. Ballins Duo's team looks really, really strong. They have had great seasons from the likes of Debo, Michael Pittman, Mike Evans, and obviously the newly acquired Keenan Allen, who came over to them from Franco. The running back depth is pretty thin, uh, with Pacheco injured and Jerome Ford got banged up this week but came back into the game. So I really see that as their only potential area of weakness. Um, the other one is is quarterback. Um, now that uh, they've lost Josh Dobbs as a as a magical starter, they're going to have to rely on Gardner Minshew. But he's been good since Anthony Richardson went down. A few dead spots, but you know you can probably plug him in and and expect somewhere like sixteen points or or maybe a little better. So I still see that as a really really strong team and obviously top of the league, loads of points. Um, why wouldn't you fancy them for the title? Um, talked about Kyle, said he's limping into the playoffs, which is probably a little bit unfair considering the amount of points he's put up. He's looked very, very solid, um, but less spectacular these last few weeks than in the early season. His, um, his second tight end spot is super thin. Uh, if uh, Taysom Hill doesn't play, then he's got to rely on Brevin Jordan and uh, hopefully Taysom's injury uh, clears up and he's able to come back and perform for Kyle. 
Um, the other worry for me would be that Devontae Adams and TJ Hawkinson are now operating in what look like very, very poor offences and teams with really nothing to play for. So, you know, you always get to this point in the season where you've got a superstar on a crap team and, you know, is that person going to tail off because, frankly, their teams have got nothing left to play for. Hopefully that's not the case and they continue to funnel targets towards those guys, um, but it would be a little worry at the back of my mind. Um, looking at Jack Rawlins, his starters look really strong, um, but he is thin on the bench. I think if anyone on his team, any major player gets injured, then he he could struggle to kind of plug someone in that's going to do something similar. Uh, Gabe Davis has now got three donuts in the last five games. Um, so I think, you know, if it was me, I'd pull him out of the starting lineup and, and put someone else in. But like I said, the bench depth isn't really there. So... Um, it's 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 going to be an interesting one. Hopefully they can stay fit and put in a real title push against the, the top two. Um, they're okay for now, but we will see what happens in these coming few weeks. And then finally, Steve White. The Justin Herbert blow this week is massive because he doesn't have another starting quarterback on his lineup to put in, which means he's going to have to put in a different offensive player. And that is okay if you've got someone who can consistently put up 20 points like a quarterback typically does. Um, and, you know, Justin Herbert is obviously capable of putting up way many, way more points than that. And maybe he won't miss time, but broken finger doesn't sound good for a quarterback. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs in injury, also potentially an issue, but there's so much running back depth on this team that, frankly, Jacobs is a bit of an afterthought. Um, obviously, though, you know, you want that kind of extra offensive player to plug into that QB spot. Maybe if Drake London continues to emerge or Joku continues to keep this up, then Steve can continue to be a contender. But I really think that that Justin Herbert blow um, is going to be a little bit of a tough one to overcome in the playoffs. Um, and that's really, really unfortunate to lose a player of that calibre uh, this late in the season. Uh, he's had a good season as Steve, um, so I sort of feel for him there. Um, but, you know, one-game playoffs, you never know what could happen. And... Uh, you know, if he gets some, some great performances from, from those guys, then then maybe, maybe. But I would consider it to be an outside chance at this point. That said, um, given some of my um, predictions this season, uh, he's probably going to win the league, considering the quality of my preseason predictions was absolutely dreadful. So, yeah, don't worry too much about that, Steve. Um yeah, I think I think that's all there is really to say this week. I do want to get back to doing some slightly longer length podcasts. Uh, it's been a little bit challenging with kind of uh, all of the various personal commitments and Christmas run in and all that kind of stuff. But hopefully, I can uh, get one in over the Christmas period and and do maybe a proper preseason, uh, sorry, pre playoff preview um, before we actually get to the playoffs. Maybe this week gives me the opportunity to prepare and. Uh, maybe get one or two guests. I definitely want to do another red zone broadcast before the end of the season because that one I did with Franco was was really good fun. And maybe we will try the uh, the YouTube live out. So um, keep watching this space and all eight or nine of you that are listening, uh, shout out to Jack Pike for the uh, continued positive commentary on our Spotify page. Uh, hopefully everyone is still enjoying it. Um, and until next week, or whenever I do the next podcast. Let's ride.